miss me. I miss y'all so much. <laughs> Took a week off. I had some uh, personal stuff that I wanted to talk to y'all about. The boy got engaged. I got engaged, so I was off celebrating that, and unfortunately didn't have time to record a podcast, but we are back now. Welcome to the One Man Faction, the fastest growing wrestling podcast on the internet. We are live in the wreck. Well, not really live because it's a podcast, but we are in your ear holes right now. It's your boy, Connor. Once again, thank you so much for the support. We're back. Hopefully, I won't have to take a week off for a very long time and keep it going, trying to grow this thing. So thanks for uh, sticking with me. Sorry for the hiatus, but we're here now, and we have a lot to talk about, a lot of wrestling to talk about. You know what? For the first time in One Man Faction history, I'm going to have to do a follow-up episode based on the events that is going to take place this weekend. You got AEW Wrestling Saturday, TakeOver. I'm going to do a reaction to the Thunderdome. So that episode will drop hopefully on uh, Saturday night and going into Sunday. If not, it'll be out for y'all Sunday afternoon sometime. Just give me my reaction. You'll get it right. You'll get it before SummerSlam. That's all I'm telling you. You'll get it before SummerSlam. It's a lot this week. So just remember to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell that friend. One Man Faction is the fastest growing wrestling podcast on the internet. You can rate, review, subscribe. Please do because that definitely helps us out in the ratings and the charts or whatever else you need, the algorithms and all the other stuff. Follow the podcast at OMFPod on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok and Facebook. That is at OMF Pod. Let's not waste any more time. Let's get into it. Big news this week the Thunderdome. WWE announced that they're going to do a live virtual fan experience. It's going to be called Thunderdome, kind of like the NBA. I don't know if you guys have been watching NBA basketball the playoffs. They're going to have virtual fans and everything like that. I saw a picture of it and it looks pretty cool what they're doing. Uh, if you want to see, kind of a video of it it's on instagram and twitter and tiktok at omf pod you can see a full video of everything they did a couple test shots today and people been complaining about you know how to you can definitely tell how the crowd noise is piped in and the delay of the uh stream that they're on kind of lags a little bit it's just basic stuff and hopefully i'm glad i did a test run before they decided to try it out on friday because that's when they're going to do it is this smackdown coming up so hopefully they get all the bugs fixed, and hopefully this is a good experience because who knows how long we're going to be in the Thunderdome. I'm glad they got out the uh, performance center, though. It's about time. It's getting kind of tiresome of, getting, of watching <laughs> of watching everybody just come out and perform. Hopefully uh, the Thunderdome will be a lot better. It's supposed to have fireworks and lights and all this other stuff and kind of be like a, a real live WWE show just without the fans. You'll have virtual fans kind of Skyping in and everything like that. Hopefully you can get in. Uh, if you want more information on how you can become a virtual fan, it's on the WWE's website, WWE.com. There's like a link to show you how to register and everything like that. SmackDown registration has closed. I'm not sure about SummerSlam or Raw. So if you want to go on there and check on that, you can do that as well. Some big breaking news that happened yesterday too. Renee Young, she is about to leave the WWE. Renee's been with the company since 2012, so eight years. Obviously, we all know her husband, John Moxley, formerly known as G Dean Ambrose, is the AEW World Champion. So the household is divided there. She works for WWE. He is the champion of AEW. I'm not saying that that had anything to do with her departure. I'm not going to say it was a shock because I was like, you know, I kind of I can kind of see Renee kind of leaving and stepping away and kind of going pursuing other things. 
just because her show backstage got canceled and she hasn't really been on TV that much. She hasn't been doing the backstage interview. Kayla's been doing all the backstage interviews or McKenzie or shit, uh, Sarah. So she hadn't really been on TV that much. She's not even doing the bump, you know. If anywhere, if there's anywhere that she could be used, it could be the bump. But that's Kayla's show. Backstage gets canned, and she just hadn't been on TV that much. I think she's been doing. She's been doing some interviews, but other than that, she hasn't really been using. I think, in my opinion, she's too talented not to be used on a weekly basis. So hopefully that she can go and find something that she is uh, can be used and a capability that she is worth being used because. She has a sports background. She came from a TSN in Canada. I'm not saying that she's going to go to AEW. I don't think she should go to AEW. I don't think AEW would know what to do or deserves Renee Young's talents. Unless they offer her a stupid, stupid amount. A huge bag. That's the only reason I'm going to AEW. Because what what are you going to use her for? You're going to have her do backstage interviews? I think she's too good to do backstage interviews. You're going to have her on commentary? No. You got a three-man booth already. Taz, if you want to add Taz on there, it's a four-man booth, honestly. Aubrey Edwards, the referee, she's hosting the podcast, so I don't see anywhere. Unless she's like the head of broadcasting, kind of what like Michael Cole is doing right now for WWE. If she does that for AEW, I don't see any way that AEW uses her at all. I don't even think that she even cares about going to AEW. I think that she kind of wants to go back into doing some sports stuff. Uh, I'm not sure if she made any good connections while she was working for Fox, but I can see her hosting a show like uh, Undisputed or something like that, being kind of the moderator, or maybe even doing some commentary for some sports. Sideline important. Who knows? Maybe jump over to ESPN. ESPN and WWE have a great relationship. I know she's tight with Coach. He got his connections. He can get her in the door over there. Charlie Caruso's over there. Renee Young can possibly soon join her. Or, you know, she could just do her own podcast, do her own thing. It's just she's gotten a short end of the stick so much. First, her show Unfiltered got canceled on the WWE Network. I don't know how in the world the WWE cancels a show on the WWE Network, which is that's crazy to me because that was the best long-form interview show that they had, and then they canned it. And then backstage is canned. But, I mean... Right now, I don't think backstage probably would have done as good as it did when it first started because, you know, you got baseball on, the playoffs, NBA playoffs were on. It was going up against a lot of stiff competition. So I understand backstage getting the getting the boot. It's very unfortunate that it happened because I do like Renee and Booker and Christian and Paige and, and CM Punk and everyone else that was on that show. And it just it didn't last very long. So, but best of luck to Renee. Um, I'm sure whatever she decides to do, she's going to be great at it. She's super talented. Maybe she goes back to Canada, goes back to TSN. Who knows? But she hasn't spoken on it herself, but it did get leaked. So, basically, the whole world knows. It's crazy because Kathy just left and now Renee's leaving. So, hey, WWE, y'all drop that y'all drop that application on Indeed. I swear to God, I'm applying. I'm applying, man, with the quickness. But best of luck to Renee. Now she can start using her real name now. Renee Good or Paquette. I'm not sure if she took John's last name. But, yeah, it's just, it's a it's a tough loss for that company, man. It really is. Swiss Army knife, anything she could do. Did everything, you know, with so much passion and joy. And 
Definitely. You can tell that she loved her job. So hopefully that this does not hinder her. And we see more Renee Young in the future, wherever it is. Another thing I want to talk about. So SummerSlam is Sunday, but they're going to run payback next week, next Sunday. I heard that this is kind of like an experimental thing, which is during this time, it's, it's very cool to experiment. We ain't doing nothing. We at home. You know, a lot of people still haven't gone to work. And so this is this is a good time to see if more people want to watch wrestling. They kind of are in stiff competition because sports are back in a full four. You got baseball back and basketball back running every day, running early too. They run at like one o'clock, man. So we're gonna see how this thing works. AEW kind of did the same thing except they gave it away for free with Fighter Fest and Fight for the Fall. And I don't, I don't even know if you even count those as pay per views. But payback a week after. SummerSlam. It'll be interesting to see what the card looks like. All we know is that Sasha and Bayley are defending the Women's Tag Team Championships, and that's really the only match that we know so far. We don't know if there's going to be a WWE Championship match or Universal, anything like that. So let's get into the week of wrestling. We're going to start over on SmackDown this past week. It seems like Retribution has cloned himself because there are now more members the first week they came on SmackDown, there was only five or six of them. Now there's like 10. Raw, there's probably more members on there too. So it's going to be interesting to see what the heck is going on. I hope they don't like make this like a Dark Order type of deal. Obviously, Dark Order is a lot more creepier than Retribution, but just finding members and then bringing them on and stuff like that, it's kind of it's very Dark Order-ish. They're, they're walking the line, man, just the way they're, the numbers are multiplying and going up. But I can't wait to see who these people are. I've been hearing a lot of crazy rumors, man. I'm just like, ain't no way in the world that's true. Tommaso Ciampa, the leader. A lot of people think Roman Reigns could be the leader. Sami Zayn could be the leader. I can see Sami not really Roman. I don't think Roman's going to be like that type of leader where he's leading a whole freaking community of disgruntled superstars. Why would he be disgruntled? He's a top guy. If anyone's going to be disgruntled, it's Tommaso and Sami Zayn. I can see them running this. Tommaso's done everything to do in NXT. It's really time for him to go. I don't know if he wants to, but it's kind of time for him to take that next step and see what he can do on the main roster. So we will see where Retribution goes in the future. We'll talk about them later, too, because they, they popped up on Raw, of course, so we'll talk about them a little later as well. A subject that I know a lot of people on the internet are upset about as well. Asuka getting that SmackDown Women's Championship opportunity two she's already going up against sasha banks for the raw women's championship and then she won the battle royal where she is competing for the smackdown women's championship now so she is in both championship matches a lot of people are upset rightfully so there are definitely other women that deserve or have you know waited patiently have not been used on tv that much that could go up against Bailey or Sasha Banks. Where's Carmella? A former Money in the Bank winner, former women's champion, just not on TV. But you want to give it to Asuka, who, are, who already has a championship match. I mean, I'm glad they're starting to book Asuka stronger because at one point it was it was looking rough for her. She she was lost. She was losing people that she had no business losing to. So. I see that I'm glad they're starting to add credibility to her again. But just having two matches back to back like that, 
I mean, Becky did it when she was both SmackDown and Raw Women's Champion. I'm not sure if this is going to work with Asuka, though. She may get one championship, and it probably will be Bailey's because she's going up against Bailey first. But if she gets Bailey's championship, this may drive a rift between Sasha Banks and Bailey. I'm not even gonna lie to you. Because Bailey's gonna get hot that Sasha Banks got the championship still and she's gonna want her championship back. Which we've been begging for for a long time. It's like, when are we gonna see this implosion between Sasha Banks and Bailey? Asuka may be the first step. I'm not a big fan of the move because, you know, I mean, there's Naomi out there, Lacey Evans. Alexa's kind of getting used right now. Nikki already had an opportunity. Carmella, like I just said. You can even get some women from NXT. Give them a shot. Tegan Knox, Shotzi Blackheart. Rhea, Rhea Ripley. Rhea, what's Rhea Ripley doing? Nothing. Bianca Belair there too. Shayna Baszler. Come on now. If you want to give them both the Oscar, I mean, it is what it is, but we'll see. We'll see if this helps the women's division or not. I'm glad that Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose are getting a spotlight that they deserved on this feud. Speaking of women's division, hair versus hair match happening at SummerSlam. I'm looking forward to seeing them. They've had a a very good feud going back to WrestleMania, a very long-standing, continuous feud, the longest feud I think that's been going on since WrestleMania. Honestly, Sonya's so good, man. Mandy is too, but Sonya, man, her promos are just on a different level. You know, you can you can see that intensity in her. You can hear it. And then when I thought when I thought that these two would turn on each other, I really thought Manny was gonna go heel. And Sonya was gonna have that babyface run. But nah, they went with Mandy to do the babyface run, and you know what? It was a good idea. It really was. So I look forward to seeing what's gonna happen with these two at SummerSlam. I think Sonya's gonna get a haircut. But that's just me. Mandy already got her haircut. I mean, shit. Sonya got to get a haircut next, too. Did y'all notice who y'all saw on SmackDown, though? With AJ Styles? If y'all watch Impact Wrestling, you saw my boy Joseph Park making his WWE TV debut. I know he's been backstage being as a uh, producer. Yeah, he's hanging out with AJ Styles. It was, it was just kind of weird seeing AJ Styles, Joseph Park, who was the best, and Jeff Hardy. On the same ring in a WWE in a WWE ring, nonetheless. I'm like, dude, what year is it? Is it 2008 again? So I I know it was a cool moment for those guys. Joseph Park though, he's been in the game for a minute, and his character, the Abyss character, and then when he switches from Joseph Park to Abyss, that was Gene. I think that was a very underrated move in wrestling. From a storyline angle, uh, progressive angle, him going just being just. Joseph Park wrestling in a suit and stuff like that and being this kind of like cornball type of guy. It was something that I didn't see coming from an Abyss character. Just how like senile and, you know, kind of scary how he is. Very underrated uh, thing that happened on SmackDown though. Kalisto coming back. The Lucha House Party is strong again. Kalisto coming back looking jacked, by the way. I said a few weeks ago, I think... The Lucha House Party, they just beat Cesaro Nakamura, so they may get a SmackDown championship shot here in a little bit, but I think that they should go down to NXT and challenge Legado de Fantasma. What has Legado been saying about Lucha Libre? How it's been disgraced? 
So you have the Lucha House Party coming in, challenging those guys. Hey, next thing you know, that Cruiserweight division, fire. It's already pretty good, man. You know, I've I've said it before. I've never – it's been a while since I've been disinvested in Cruiserweight 205 live action, but with Santos having that belt, I'm all in. I really am. And then I guess the biggest thing that happened, Braun Strowman, speaking of haircut, is like, it looks like Braun Strowman already had his hair versus hair match. Because his hair is gone, man. Big old dome looking at. <laughs> oh, man. He was talking about the Thunderdome. That's the Thunderdome right there. Braun Strowman's head. That's, that is the Thunderdome right there. The whole angle with him and Alexa, it was cool. I'm cool with it, but it's just like, it kind of, I feel like it came out of nowhere. It's like, okay, what can we do to make Braun feel vulnerable? What does Braun care about a lot? Oh, you remember that love interest thing you had in Alexa in the Mixed Match Challenge two years ago? Let's bring that back. What? I mean, I understand that the two have history, but man, they never kissed. There was some ro romance there a little bit, but I didn't think it was enough to make it a story. And now Alexa's hanging out with the Fiend or whatever. She, apparently, she can control the Fiend. She stopped him giving the mandible claw last week. And now this week she just slapped the crap out of Braun. Got tossed in the freaking oblivion. And then next thing you know, Braun's gone. And apparently he has powers now too. Like, I know when the Braun had, I don't know if he talked to Undertaker. Like, how do I become a, a magical, mythical creature like you? But uh, it's happening with Braun now too. We're going to see what their match is going to be like at SummerSlam. I can't let them spend that much time talking about SmackDown because good God almighty. But, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing it. It's going to be interesting to see what WWE does with The Fiend because they booked him to look so weak against Goldberg when he's literally beating the crap out of everybody. This man took, like, 20 chair shots to the head from Seth Rollins, and now he can't beat an old man Goldberg. Don't make sense to me, but whatever. Um, We're going to see what they do with Strowman and The Fiend. I, don't, I think I think the Fiend may get this championship back. I really do. I feel like they, they made a mistake taking it off him for, in the first place, honestly. All right, let's jump over to Raw where we saw another attack by Retribution. This time they took Raw off the air using air quotes here. They took Raw off the air, which is, you know, whatever. It's cool. I'm glad they're switching it up. I'm glad they're not just like beating up wrestling they they everybody getting everybody everybody catching phase of retribution around Caleb Braxton caught a fade last week on Smackdown and now they're going into the production junk made made to do take them off the air like what they're doing I yeah I, like I said earlier I just want to see their face I'm going to jump to Raw Underground real quick because I want to point out the fact that I really like the fact that now at least main roster superstars are kind of fighting each other like Dolph Ziggler and and Ivar and Eric so I hope that keeps up. I mean, it's kind of weird to see where Dolph has ended up. I mean, he was just in a championship match, a WWE championship match not too long ago. Now he's fighting on Raw Underground. It's kind of weird to me, but whatever. But they have an advertised match next week. So this is, should be more of Raw Underground. I'm looking forward to seeing it. Shayna Baszler and her, her buddies, Marina and Jessamine, if they're going to call them up, keep them in Raw Underground. I don't think they're ready to wrestle wrestle yet. 
that's just my thing just from seeing him in NXT. Wait, that ain't even been on NXT since Shannon got called up. You know what I'm saying? That haven't wrestled a match or nothing like that. So if they're gonna if they're gonna call him up, keep him on Raw Underground. I don't know, they're just trying to fast track this four horsewoman thing. I mean, Becky's gonna be out for a minute too. Charlotte's taking some time off, so I don't know what they're gonna I don't know what they're doing with thing. Who knows what Ronda Rousey's doing? Who knows? So it's kind of weird to see that they're just calling him up. Just make Raw Underground look more formidable. Who knows? Maybe we see Matt Riddle take a trip over to Raw Underground. I mean, it's not like they're on different tour schedules. He can go over there and just see what's up. They're all in the same building nowadays. So after seeing Dominic take those kendo sticks to the back and to the chest, by the way, took those like a freaking champ, man. That that right there, I was like, man, he uh, <laughs> he 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 paid his dues now. I mean, if that if that if that's not hazing, I don't know what is, but that he. They got him. They got him good. So to see him uh, take those Kindle sticks, I'm like, okay, now I'm invested. I was kind of already invested, but I was like, yeah, I don't know, Dominic. First match out the the bat, facing a, the former champion, one of the best wrestlers in the world. I'm like, okay, now nah, man, don't be shocked if there's a swerve either. Don't be shocked if there's a swerve. Don't be shocked if Dominic joins the Monday Night Messiah. Theory's out for a minute. I don't know if I'm that he's suspended or something like that. So don't be shocked if you see Dominic join up with old Seth. He could be the Randy Orton to, to Seth Triple H. Speaking of turns, though, looks like they're starting to plant those seeds for a Cedric Alexander turn coming pretty soon. MVP still getting in that ear, and uh, I would like to see it. I think if he joins the Hurt Business, he would definitely be the standout in that faction just because these are all 40-year-old men. They can still wrestle. They still look great. But Cedric, that young that young bull that they need, man, honestly, he can have some credibility. He can have good matches with anybody. So I hope that if this does happen, that Cedric does join over, talk to old MVP, and get, the, get in the hurt business. We'll see, though. We're going to see. Won that 24-7 championship this week, though, so added more gold to his, his collection, I guess. I mean, he's a former Cruiserweight champion. I think he already won this, the 24-7 championship one time, but I like how the 24-7 championship has was used all throughout the show. I think that is the that serves the purpose of that championship and not just like just a one-off thing. R-Truth coming in, then Sheldon Benjamin and Cedric Alexander – had a match with uh, Tozawa, then Southern Benjamin again. That's what that championship is supposed to be used for. It's just super unpredictable. Anyone can win it at any time. So we got to keep it like that. And then Shawn Michaels coming back. Always good to see old Shawn Michaels. You know, we he doesn't have that mystique like he used to have where he didn't just show up all the time because we see him at NXT and everything like that nowadays. But him coming back and taking some bumps is just – it hits you right in the childhood. Um, I know a lot of people are kind of upset that he – he no-sold that punt. You know, he was... It looked like he honestly just cut, got caught with RKO and not a punt. If you if you look at the way he was selling it, just he was just kind of moving around. Like, you're supposed to be just not... Like, you you take that punt, you're out. You're done. Stretcher's supposed to come take you out. But nah, Sean was over there just move, looking, looking around and stuff, looking at Drew. I'm like, bruh, come on now. So I know a lot of people are upset that he did not sell that punt very well, just because you know it took the big sh- it took the big show's big old head out. Come on, Sean, come on, you got you got to do better than that. Edge, Christian, Ric Flair, even though I didn't show Ric Flair's punt, but and who knows? Maybe I feel like Ric Flair, this whole thing, 
it may be like a, a swerve coming. And then we see Ric Flair pop up and cost Drew the championship. I can see that happening. I really can. Just is like they, they cut out the lights. And I don't know if that was just like some retribution stuff or or Orton did that, you know, just to set the tone. It'd be it'll be tough. I mean, he took Rick took that Rick took that low blow like a pro. So who knows what's gonna happen with that. Yeah, don't be surprised. SummerSlam, there's a swerve. You see Ric Flair come back and cost you that championship. Jumping over to NXT, Gargano. Boy, I know his eggs are scrambled. What a bump. Holy moly. I don't know if he should have took that bump, though. I'm not even going to lie to you. I don't know if he should have won that match either. They're trying to get him over as a heel. Like, they took he took that bump to the head, right? And then he still ended up winning the match. It, it don't work like that, bruh. You know, it 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 doesn't do anything for his heel character. I'm like, oh, man, he took a wicked bump. Now I want to see him pull through and win this match. And then the whole thing with the North American Championship, they're trying to build future stars and stuff. Why didn't Ridge Holland win that match? I know Johnny is Johnny Takeover, but, bruh, if we're looking forward to, towards the future, you should have you let Ridge Holland win that match. And then Johnny could have had a match with anyone else. He could have had a match with, shoot, Finn lost, right? He could have came out, cost Finn the uh, chance to go. And then that sets up a match with them at TakeOver. Even though they already had a match, but Johnny was a definitely a good guy by then. So seeing a heel Gargano go up against Phil, Finn Balor would be interesting to see. I would have loved to see that match again. But hey, just wasn't in the cards. So right now we got uh, Brunson Reed, Damian Priest, Cameron Grimes, Johnny Gargano, and Velveteen Dream who won that today too. Something I do look forward to seeing every week and speaking of building new stars legato del fantasma i love that faction i love uh santos escobar i love raul and joaquin i think they're doing a great job with that it's very unexpected because i didn't i did not think i would be so invested in the cruiserweight division i really didn't and seeing brizango come out this week you know how they're all fun and games stuff like that and the boys had them boys walk straight to the ring this week after getting their ass whooped the, the whole weekend. They walk straight to the ring. No gimmicks, no nothing. They just say they about the business. I like it, though. But now Legato and Brizango and Lorcan and Burst, they find themselves in a tag team number one contender match on the TakeOver pre-show. By the way, I don't know why there's a pre-show going on during the pandemic. There's no reason for a pre-show to be happening it's not like people are moving anyway. Not like people are showing up early because no one's in the building. So ain't no reason for a pre-show. You might as well just make the whole show, but whatever. The one thing I like, first of all, great match between Finn Balor and Velveteen Dream. One thing I wish, though, I wish there was kind of like a fluky finish. Maybe like a double count out or maybe like a, uh, a double DQ or something. Or maybe something where it's like Balor has Dream pinned, but he got him in the, like a some sort of submission where Dream's tapping out where he's pinned, but Finn, where he's, you know, Finn Bowers tapping out at the same time or something like that. Something fluky like that. Because I think, me personally, I think they both should be in that match. Now Finn Bowers out of takeover. Unless he fights Timothy Thatcher. I don't, that right now that match hasn't been advertised. Maybe it'll pop up at like just at takeover. But right now that match isn't advertised. So we're going to see what happens with Finn Balor. I can't imagine takeover 30 without one of the longest reigning NXT champions. And probably the biggest star in that company, Finn Balor. So we're going to see what happens with that. It's just going to be interesting to see what they do with that match and that card without Finn Balor on it. They don't need him, but it would be nice to see him on TakeOver 30. 
because he was there from basically pretty much the beginning. But speaking of TakeOver 30, let's get into this card. So, pre-show match is Legado and Fantasma. Raul Mendoza, Joaquin Wild versus Brizango versus Orny Larkin and Danny Birch. Winner faces Imperium for the Tag Team Championships. Don't know if this happening that same night, but I have Larkin and Birch winning this match just because you look at the good guy, bad guy matchup. Um, I think Larkin and Birch is probably the next up in that one. Brizango already had a match with Imperium. But so did Lorcan and Birch, I think. But I I, just, I got Lorcan and Birch winning again. So, Io Shirai versus Dakota Kai. Raquel Gonzalez is back. That could add a factor, but I don't think it will. I think Io should not have any problem retaining her championship. North American Championship ladder match. Bronson Reed, Cameron Grimes, Damian Priest, Johnny Gargano, Velveteen Dream. It could go either way. Bronson Reed is a really... Big dark horse in this match, but I think the guy who has been on fire as of late, and I think it may be the best heel in NXT for years to come is Cameron Grimes. And for that, I'm going to pick Grimes to win the North American Championship ladder match and win the North American Championship. It's Grime time. It's time to get Grimey. Cameron Grimes is going to be your new North American Champion. Adam Cole versus Pat McAfee. Did not think I'd be very interested in this match, but after the punt a couple weeks ago and the and the promo that Pat cut this week, I'm into it. I think Pat has a shot, but at the end of the day, Adam Cole's too good of a wrestler to justify him losing to a retired punter. So Adam Cole should win this match. And finally, the NXT Championship match. Karrion Cross versus the NXT Champion Keith Lee. I think this will be a hard-hitting, physical match. I think it will be a match of the night. With that being said, I think that Keith Lee will retain, but I think it will be like on some fluky stuff like a double countout or a double DQ or something. I don't think he'll win clean. I'll say that. I don't think it's going to be one, two, three in the middle of the ring. Unless he catches them on like a super surprising roll-up. But other than that, double count-out or a disqualification or something, Keith Lee's going to retain that championship. Let's jump to SummerSlam with the prediction. So, Sonya Deville versus Mandy Rose in the hair versus hair match. I said it earlier, but I think Sonya's going to get that haircut. Sonya Deville. I feel like Sonya's going to get the haircut and then find like some BS excuse to not cut her hair. That's what I think is going to happen. So, Mandy Rose is going to win that match. Raw Tag Team Championships, Street Profits versus Andrade and Angel Garza. Look, Montez Ford has been poisoned. The Street Profits are the longest reigning tag team champions. And they've done a good job with those championships, but I think it's time for to change the guard a little bit. I think Andrade and Angel Garza is going to take these championships home with them. Up next, Apollo Crews versus MVP. Bobby Lashley and Shelton Benjamin have been banned from ringside. So with that being said... I think Apollo Crews should win this match. I don't think MVP at this stage of his career should be a U.S. champion or a champion. I think he just needs to worry about leading the Hurt Business and doing stuff like that. One of two Asuka Women's Championship matches, Bailey versus Asuka. I feel like Asuka's going to win this one because she's fighting Bailey first, but I think she will lose the Sasha Banks match. Bailey losing and Sasha Banks winning. Dominic Mysterio versus Seth Rollins, I think, is going to be a really good showing for Dominic. He's going to have a nice coming out party. People are going to really see that he can really wrestle and really perform. 
and really can hold up his father's name and his legacy. But at the end of the day, it's his first match, and Seth Rollins is one of the best wrestlers in the world, and he's been carrying Raw for a good bit, and he's a multiple-time world champion, triple crown champion, Grand Slam champion, Money in the Bank winner, Royal Rumble winner, too much he has accomplished, so Seth Rollins is going to win this match. WWE Championship match, Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton. I want Drew to win. I really, I'm really enjoying this title reign. He hasn't wrestled on Raw in a couple weeks, but I really want Drew to win this match. But I feel like the way Randy Orton is going right now, the way he is healing it up right now, I think Randy Orton's going to take this. And we're going to have a new WWE champion. Drew had a good run, um, especially like with this... Um, with the Thunderdome, with the Thunderdome about to open, like I can see more titles being changed, changing hands and stuff. Like at first, I didn't like titles changing hands at like the PC and stuff like that because it just it didn't feel good to me, honestly. But with the Thunderdome, I think Randy Orton may take this home. And Braun Strowman versus the Fiend Universal Championship match. That's a toss up. This this is gonna be the hardest match to predict. Braun Strowman looks really strong right now. That man don't give a crap about anything except him beating the Fiend, as you as you saw what he did to Alexa Bliss. But with that being said, the Fiend knows how to play on emotions, so I think the Fiend Bray Wyatt will get his championship back. He's gonna bring that championship with the face on it back to his Firefly Funhouse, and we're going to see the Fiend. By the way, I wasn't sure how this is gonna work when off top. Braun just uh, came out and fought Firefly Blade, Bray Wyatt. Then he fought Eater of Worlds. Bray Wyatt wasn't sure how this was going to work. But I'm glad they got this to SummerSlam from WrestleMania. And it's been a nice little feud. And it should continue after this because Braun's going to want to rematch and stuff like that. So those are my SummerSlam predictions. Those are my takeover predictions. Special episode on Saturday. We're going to give you... Special episode on Saturday. We're going to review TakeOver. We're going to review the episode of AEW. And my first reaction to the Thunderdome. See how it's going to work. I'm looking forward to it. I'm glad WWE is doing something like this. And it should make wrestling a little more entertaining to watch on the WWE side. AEW already got their fireworks and stuff like that. But WWE bringing back their fireworks. I'm looking forward to it. Appreciate y'all checking in. Once again, my name is Connor. Please rate, review, subscribe. And we'll see you guys in a couple days. Well, not see you, but you know what I mean. I'll be back in a couple days. Thank y'all.